My name is Steve Mahone, and in early 2020, I weighed 400 pounds. Feeling stuck, helpless, and outright depressed, I decided it was time to make a change. This is my journey to get healthy and reclaim my life. This is the before picture. We're live. It's Phelps. Thank you so much for joining us. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, so this is the before picture. This is Steve Mahone. I am joined by Jamie Phelps, um, avid uh, fitness, health, and wellness advocate all over the Instagram, star of stage and screen. How are you doing today? I'm good. What about you? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I personally, so where where do you live right now? But like right around, or what state are you in? <laughs> so my home's in Colorado, but right now I am in Arkansas, and I am staying with my boyfriend. Oh, very nice. Uh, I have driven through Arkansas on my <laughs> way back from west, from out west. Um, so I, I've never actually met you in person, but I do know you um, through kind of text and you have met my brother. And that's how I was introduced to you and what your message is for uh, overall health and wellness. So you were out in, um, I believe it was San Diego or it was around Los Angeles, maybe uh, a couple of years mm -hmm. ago where you met my brother. Yes. So I can share that story if you want. It's it's actually a really cool story. Um, but your brother messaged me on Instagram. We were messaging for a while. And he would just pop in randomly and just, you know, encourage me and, you know, kind of share what he was doing with his own journey. And we just kind of keep deep, like kept each other posted. And it's uncommon for me to create like a relationship with somebody who just wants like the best for me without having anything in return. <laughs> and he was one of the very few people that still to this day that I can say did that. Um, it was just pure like motivation for each other, sharing what we're doing. He would check in on me randomly. And then um, when I found out he lived in LA area, I was like, Hey, I'm actually going out there in February. And I would love um, I was going out for a business event and I was like, I would love to meet up with you. And um, we did. And it was great. I felt like we've known each other forever. He, you know, showed me around and drove me down the coastline with all the beaches. And um, we just kind of shared our stories with each other and talked. And he actually reminds me a lot of one of my best friends um, that I had for like 14 years um, who ended up passing away. So it was kind of cool to see um, like a lot of similarities and all of that with in just meeting your brother um, a few times. And then I ended up staying a little bit longer and he came and actually did a workout with me. Um, <laughs> and then I did a work, I went to his house and did a workout with him. And so it was just really cool to meet somebody that you've never met, but know them, um, but feel like you've known them forever that kind of share the same, right. you know, goals and view and, um, stuff when it comes to just your own fitness journey and just wanting to better your life. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, uh, Scott and Scott's my brother. Uh, he has one of those personalities where to caveat that I, I always say my friends are not allowed to meet my brother because they're going to like him better than they like me. And I don't want that. So he, he's an extremely likable person. So you saying you feel like you've known him forever. Yeah, he definitely has that effect on people where he can just, he doesn't talk and talk and talk or whatever it is. You know, he, he will like focus in on you and be like, hey, what, what's, what's going on with you specifically? And you're like, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> thank you so much mm -hmm. for caring. 
Yeah. Yeah, but that's awesome that uh, you guys got to get to meet and because uh, I've never really done that. I've never uh, reached out to somebody and um, spent time like you know in in person with them if they were more of a like, like a, a personality or somebody that I'm following for their you know their, their fitness journey or whatever it is. So that's that's really cool that you do that. Yeah, and I don't do it often. That's that's for sure because <laughs> I. You know, I travel a lot by myself and I am very careful about the where I post or where I'm staying just because, you know, you I have a lot of trust in people, but I also um, have boundaries set up and I kind of, you know, kind of have to take a step back. So I don't meet up with everybody, um, but it just worked out this way. And I'm really glad that it worked out for Scott and I to meet each other because that's how we met each other. Yeah, so that, I mean, it's, it's very fortuitous. <laughs> when I was thinking about setting up this cast, because I had, uh, you know, starting in February of last year, I, I had started on my own, like, hey, you know, Steve, you got to get right. Uh, that sort of uh, journey and, and process. And I'm like, hey, you know, I also want to kind of set up a podcast just to make sure that uh, people out there who are doing the same sort of thing um, are not feeling like they're alone. Because what you see a lot, and this is what I notice, and feel free to disagree, um, are people that have already been through their process or are fitness professionals like uh you know the ifbb everything oh i'm this uh, bikini model oh here's my workout oh i'm a, I'm a trainer at a gym or whatever but uh, what i think is kind of lacking is the hey i'm a i'm just a dude who wants to get in better shape and i want to uh you know feel better about myself mm-hmm. so i have you uh I guess yeah. kind of encountered like any sort of order of uh, roadblocks or hurdles of uh, trying to like kind of spread your message in that regard where people maybe would discredit you be like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about because they, they don't have the nutrition be- or the, the nutritional degree from Johnson and Wales or whatever it is. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And honestly, the whole reason I started sharing my workouts on video and my story on, you know, social media is because for so long, for the first 20 years of my life, I felt so alone. Um, I have struggled with obesity my entire life. Um, and it started really hitting me when I was three years old and for my whole life, you know, I was always the big one out of my friends. I had two sisters. We had the same exact parents. They looked nothing like me. Um, and my weight was something that I have struggled with and continue to. And I was like, you know, when I started this, I I hit for a long time. Um, I didn't want to tell anyone I was, you know, following a workout program at home. I didn't tell anyone I was trying to eat healthier because it was like, what if I fail? Then if, then I won't have to own up to it, you know? (laughs) And if I put myself out there, then people are going to expect me to keep showing up and to not give up on myself when it's really not about them, but yet I needed their support and encouragement. So at the end of the day, honestly, I feel like me stepping out of my comfort zone and sharing the vulnerable and sharing the hard and sharing, you know, all the hoops and hurdles that come my way actually encourages people to not feel so alone in their journey because it's not talked about a lot. You know, a lot of people get motivation from somebody who has completed their journey or, you know, is still just in the maintenance zone of, oh, okay, you know, I used to weigh this much and now I'm this much. And, you know, um, that they can find inspiration in their change, but they didn't see 
how they went from point A to point B. Right. I think sharing that inside, especially for somebody like me who has struggled with their weight their whole life, it's important for me to see the highs, the lows, you know, the hard, the easy, um, because it makes you relatable and it makes people know that they're not alone. And, you know, <clears throat> our journey is for us, of course, you know, we're the ones that have to put in the work. We're the ones that have to show up and do the hard. Um, but having support and encouragement from people who may not have to understand your story, but more like support you and give you the grace you need to not be so hard on yourself when, you know, the number on the scale doesn't change or when you thought you've done so good and you end up missing a workout because something came up or, you know, whatever the reason is, I really feel like sharing the in-between has been really helpful for me. Um, and I think has been helpful for a lot of my followers because they don't feel so alone. Yeah. And I really think that that is one thing that has, that I would do over and over and over again. Um, because I've been there. I felt that aloneness. I felt like I was the only person in the world who struggled with my, with weight at, you know, three years old, at six years old, as a teenager going through life, carrying extra weight, you know, hiding behind this barrier that I've created for some reason. Um, and that kind of gets me into the whole mental aspect, but I'm going to wait because I'm sure you're going to ask me that. So <laughs> I'll end that there. Hey, hey whatever. <laughs> I'm not on an agenda here. So uh, but no, but that, that's a really good point. Um, you know, it, it's the whole what if I fail thing that kind of, I think, keeps people from starting a lot of things. Uh, it, it's kept me from doing a bunch of stuff. I, yeah. We were supposed to talk two months ago, right? I, I mean, we, I was supposed to get this thing going and get the interviews and go start doing all that. But then, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, life got in the way, all that sort of stuff, and I started failing. And I didn't want to put anything out there when I was actively failing, and that's how you kind of start it. So I was trying to you know, you have to wrap your head around things like this, especially with major changes, like changing your mind or changing your, your mentality or your emotional state or your, uh, you know, your weight or whatever it is, any sort of workout routine or habit, you have an inertia. You always have an inertia, whether it's good or bad, and uh, you have to break out of it. But as long as you can show that you are actively trying, or this is, you know, this happens to people, like, it's, it's a very humanizing element and people see if you're on Instagram and you have, and you're looking at these people who are at the, at the peak of fitness and they're trying to tell you how to work out and get in shape, you know, you know, they're not human. They're just like, okay, you have everything buttoned up. That's not me right now. This is not what I have, I have going on. So I, I think the humanizing right. element, um, you know, showing the struggles and showing the workouts, uh, you know, this is me. I, it's snowing outside. I can't get to the gym. Okay, fine. I'm going to, pick up my weights here at house. I'm going to do, do a, a Billy blanks, whatever Tybo video. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's a, a great part of it. And um, yeah, like you said, I do think it's, it's a missing element that uh, I, I, for one really appreciate. Definitely. And I mean, it, that looks different for everybody too. You know, a lot of people I know that are just like my friends on Facebook or that I know in real life, I know they work out every single day. I know that they're going to, you know, crunch lunch time at the gym or whatever and they don't have to post their sweaty <laughs> selfie to you know feel proud of themselves or whatever because that's not everybody's element of where they struggle for me <clears throat> I struggled with staying committed 
to my goals because I never got to that next point because I would always give up before then. And, you know, with my journey, I could sit here and be like, oh, well, I didn't give up because I knew I had a post on Instagram. No, that's a choice that I made. I'm showing up for myself every day and I'm choosing to share that to help somebody else, even if it's one person not feel alone in their journey or, you know, to just get some motivation of words that helped me get through my workout this week or whatever and trying to offer the same advice because I was alone for so long that it's just like, I don't want anyone to ever feel alone on their journey because that's when they give up. I'm the type of person that will give up on my own self or my goals or my dreams just to make sure that other people are happy or taken care of. Like I'll give up on myself before I will give up on somebody else. And that's just the type of person I am. So I had to change my mindset of no, I can only be the best person I can be for everyone else when I'm taking care of me first. And that has, and I'm still learning that every single day. I'm still learning that. Um, and so that's been helpful too, you know, just for people reminding me or me reminding myself of that every day. Yeah. I need to put that on a throw pillow. I think I need to embroider it, put it on my wall. I can, yeah. only, be, I can only be there for other people if I'm taking care of me too. Yeah. And I don't care what situation it's in, you know, my best friend is a mom, a new mom and, you know, is married and all of this stuff is so new to her. And she's like, I couldn't tell you the last time I took care of me, not even talking about fitness, not even talking about mental health, just, you know, doing something that she enjoys anymore, just because her entire life has been focused, her entire life focus has changed. But I, I reminded her, I'm like, you know, you can only be the best mom and the best wife and the best friend that you can be if you're taking care of you first. Mm-hmm. Yes, your baby needs you. And yes, your husband needs you and whatever. But if you're not filling your own cup, eventually it's going to become dry and you're going to be pouring from an empty cup and you're not going to be fulfilled in any way, shape or form. And I think that that was just really important um, for, and it's important for me to remember because all of our life and situations are different. Although a lot of us can relate when it comes to certain things, you can't pick out a person. I mean, you and I can probably relate on so many levels when it comes to, you know, um, weight loss and fitness and all that stuff. Cause obviously that's how we kind of connected, but doesn't mean that every other part of our life is going to be the same. So it's just really important to, to remember that you have to take care of you first before you can be the best friend, you know, girlfriend, mom, wife, whatever to, to other people. And it comes back to just taking care of you and how, how important it is for you to be the best version of yourself day in and day out. So what was the, um, so at this point, um, you're like a hundred, hundred some pounds down, which is incredible. So yeah, (laughs) fantastic club to be a part of. Um, what was the shift? You say you, you know, you would try and then you give up and fail or you'd fail and then you would give up and you didn't want to share with anybody. So what was the change this time? So what, what actually like, what was the first, what was the catalyst and what, what keeps you going? Okay. So this is where I get into my story a little bit more because, um, it's a little, you know, it's, it's different for me than most people. A lot of people are like, Oh, I have a story of, you know, not fitting in a roller coaster with my family or going to a game and not being able to fit into the seats or like something big happened to where they couldn't, their life was being stopped from the things that they usually do is like what mm. fuels a lot of people. At least that's what I've seen. 
Um, and I get asked this question all the time of like, okay, why now? Like if you've tried all these diets and you've done all these things and you never followed through, what's making you follow through now? Right. And, um, so the difference for me is I was always active, um, all throughout, you know, my childhood years, teenage years. Um, I was a competitive swimmer at the age of three and I kept going all the way up until my senior year of high school. Oh, wow. Um, and so swimming was one thing that I was actually good at that my weight really didn't affect me until the later years, like in high school. And so I remember all those feelings of if I was just skinny, I could fit in. If I was just skinny, I would be able to swim faster, you know, all these things in my head. But now looking back, I know why the reason I failed and the reason why I gave up so many times is because I did not believe in myself. I knew I was worth it, but, and I knew I was worth, you know, working on my health, but I didn't believe in myself that I could do it because I've given up so many times before. And so, um, the summer of 2013, my cousin was getting married and I bought a dress, um, a couple months before, and it was a size smaller than I was wearing at that time. And I was like, for her wedding, I'm going to fit into this dress, you know? So I had that mentality of for this wedding, for this swimming suit, yep, for this yep. vacation, for I've whatever. Done the, I've done the same sort of stuff, buying the same, two small clothes, yeah. putting them out there. Don't, yep. don't put them in the closet, put them on the couch. You're ready. Yep. yep. So I, that, and this is where it kind of started. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm in this. And my boss, um, I was, I'm, I'm a cosmetologist. Um, so my boss at the time, she was like, all right, I'll do it with you. Like I'll be your mini trainer. And she had me running, you know, foot and a half concrete stairs in the winter in Colorado. She had me walking by the river, like hills <laughs> where I felt Come like on. I was going to die. What? She had me in her basement lifting weights. She had me, you know, getting on her planter, like bed in front of her house where she puts her gardens and sitting up and standing or sitting down and standing up. I mean, like you would think that I was like in the biggest loser boot camp. Honestly, I would go from working at the salon all day straight to her house, work out with her shower, go waitress, go bartend, whatever I had on my schedule. So I was making it a priority. I was making my health a priority. And in that moment, I didn't know anything. It, the workouts are what I was so afraid of because I didn't know what I was capable of before I started. You know, I knew nutrition was like the biggest part, but I didn't realize how much it affected um, a person's weight loss journey, you know? And I, there was a, a saying that I still remember to this day and it says, what, something about, I'm gonna totally mess it up now, um, but it was something about um, what you eat in secret shows in public or something to that effect. So it's kind of like the 10% uh, of the gym, 90% in the kitchen, that sort of yes. thing. Yes, yes. And so it started kind of making sense to me. So I was doing my own thing. I was using my fitness pal, which is a great app if you're just starting out, you know, and you, you mm -hmm. don't know where to start. Um, I was using my fitness pal, I was working out. And I think at like those end of the three months or four months, however long it was, I ended up fitting in the dress for the wedding. I ended up feeling great. I lost, I think like 60 or 65 pounds. Oh, wow. And then that same month, um, my dad got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and it was a complete shock, like complete shock. Um, just a quick rundown, just so you guys kind of know a little bit more about the story is my dad was 55 at the time. He was the strongest person I've ever met physically, mentally, um, 
I mean, just courageous, had the biggest heart. You would never expect my dad to be sick. He, that summer, he rode his bike um, in a race across the state of Iowa. He rode his bicycle from Canada to Mexico in 17 days and slept on, you know, the ground. He went and climbed the sister mountain of Everest um, in Nepal. He climbed Everest base camp um, to Everest base camp to acclimate his body. I mean, this, this man was unstoppable and anybody that came into his life will still to this day tell tell him that or tell you that he was the very like special person like kind of like once in a lifetime person that you meet so anyways giving you a backstory he did all those things from you know January until August and he was having some pain and you know he was throwing like he threw up on the plane back from Nepal but everything that he was feeling was backed by a reason you know, he thought he had food poisoning on the plane from Nepal. Makes sense. You know, you're eating on an airplane like you wouldn't think twice. His back was hurting um, when he rode his bike for 17 straight days down the coastline, you know, from Makes sleeping sense. on the ground sure. and being punched over. Um, and then, you know, when he rode in the race, he was I think he knew something wasn't right. So he went in for testing. Um, they couldn't figure out what was wrong. And then he went and had a ultrasound or something. And they said, oh, you just have cysts on your pancreas. So that's where it was left. We went back home to Chicago where I was born and raised for my cousin's wedding, came back home and he got the call. He was actually headed to the hospital to get the, um, to get the cysts removed. And the doctor that was supposed to do it, it was a four hours away at a hospital. And they said, I'm sorry, you can't come in today. We just looked at your ultrasound or whatever, um, and you have a very large sized tumor in your pancreas, and you need to go see a cancer specialist. So in that moment, I still like to I still get goosebumps. It feels like it just happened yesterday. Um, in that moment, my life as I once knew it changed, and I knew that it hurt my my dad, I knew because he was so active and so in shape and just physically fit and mentally strong that I knew it hurt him to see me so unhealthy. So when August of 2013 came, he got diagnosed. And then from there on, it was just so quick downfall. Um, he went from about 190 pounds, just full muscle. He had a six pack. He was, like I said, he was 55. He had a six pack. He was ripped. He had muscle, not an ounce of like extra fat on him. Right. Um, and he started doing chemo and it was double. Um, he was on the hardest chemo the FDA approved, but double doses. And I basically became his part-time caregiver because my mom still, you know, had to work and I would switch off with her. So I went part-time at the salon. My two sisters had um, their single moms. So they, you know, weren't able to help out as much as I was. So over those next eight months, I kind of put myself to the side and focused on him. And in that moment with the stress and, you know, people bringing over food and trying to just be there and help in any way they know how, I just blew up. Like I didn't even look like myself. My face just got super swollen my body just got super swollen. So not only did I gain those 60 pounds back, but I was like way above that. I Like where I was like scared for myself, you know, Mm. but in, I didn't think twice about it. And if I could go back and do it all again, I I would not change a thing because I was there for him day in and day out. Um, 
And so, you know, that year we spent the last Thanksgiving with him. We spent the last Christmas with him. We got to have a surprise, you know, 56th birthday party for him. Um, and in the end of April, he passed away in 2014. And it took me a full year um, from April to April. So April, 2015, where just one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I had to turn his passing into a blessing because if I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to be here to live a life that was denied to him. And that's hard. That's a hard pill for anyone to swallow. Sure. Um, and so I just decided to do something and I didn't know where to start, but I was like, I need to do something I've never done before. And I need to stick with it. And that is the moment that I found Beachbody. Um, I, my hair school teacher from 2011 was doing Beachbody and I kept up with her and saw her posts and it wasn't even her transformation that made me want to be a part. It was the constant support and encouragement mm -hmm. and excitement that she was getting from this circle. And I was like, I want that. Like, I want that support from people. I want people to be excited for me and I can be excited for them. So it's that the was beach mentality. Yeah. Like it, it's insane to me how I can look back and just know that it wasn't even about her weight loss transformation that made me want to try this, but it was about the support of others and having accountability in a community that made me be like, okay, this is maybe the missing piece that I needed. So with all of that happening and all of those changes, I signed up with Beachbody and I got a challenge pack and um, it's basically just like a sale pack where you get, you know, um, programs. It's basically like Netflix for um, workouts. So there's like over 800 workouts. And I was put into these groups where people were supporting me and loving on me and asking how I would do certain <laughs> moves. And I'm like, where did you guys come from? Like, where were you my whole life? Um, and then, you know, I started having people reach out to me and asking me how I modify some of these moves. Like I couldn't even do a push-up. I remember, right. like I could not get myself on the ground to do a push-up. I would have to lay on the ground and just use my arms to do the motion. Right. And I was like, I don't care what it takes, but I'm going to get to that next level. And having that support and encouragement behind me really helped push me. I don't know. I'm just that type of person that needs that knowing that other people are in this with me. Oh, um, absolutely. Oh, I, go ahead. We are very similar in that regard. Like I, I everything I do, yeah. like I like spending time by myself, but if it's something that like I'm taking on a new venture, whether it's weight loss or a business or uh, a podcast or something like that. I'm like, I need other people there. Like it, it's more fun with a group yeah. and to keep me accountable yeah. like, because it's like what you said before, you're like, I'll give up on myself much sooner than I'll give up on others. And then if I have other people doing this with me, that's what, uh, that's what keeps me going. Because if I give up on it, it'll be like, I'm letting them down. Not like I'm letting exactly. me down because I don't care about that. I'm letting them down. Yeah, exactly. And I, I still, I will stand by that probably till the day that I die, because that is something that was like a, like a click, like a seatbelt, you're clicking like, oh my gosh, that light bulb went off in your head. Um, so that it, it, it was a long process, um, of what kind of clicked for me to make it stick and work. And it wasn't even until the middle of like 2017, I went off and on for two years and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of trying, but I could try harder. And then I would lose weight. 
And then I would gain it back because I got comfortable and I gave myself, you know, like the reward, like, oh, you did so good this week. You can go out and eat pizza, you know, for five days in a row and you can have (laughs) that pop and you can have those desserts and whatever. And so I was getting so comfortable with just seeing a little bit of success that I was like, okay, like now I know what I need to work on. It's commitment. If I am going to show up and do this program, I need to finish it. So for me, this is probably where it's a little bit different, but I got, I promised myself that I would never, it was in the, I think it was March of 2017, that I was so sick of starting a program and not getting past day four, day five, or Mm -hmm. into even week two, that I was like, if you're going to start another program, you're going to finish it. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if you have to do it at midnight. If you have to wake up at five in the morning, like you're going to do that. And I kept that promise to myself. So I got the, in the habit of working out, um, and being consistent in that aspect. And then, um, I would go back and forth. It was like, I had this meal plan with the color coded portion containers. And I, you know, had a lot of knowledge just growing up from, you know, doctors and being in weight loss programs and weight watchers. And I tried them all. I tried the soup diet. I tried Atkins. I I literally tried everything I felt. I tried the diet pills. I tried the wraps. I mean, literally I tried it all and nothing stuck. And I was just losing and gaining the same 60 pounds over and over and over again that I was tired of it, that I was sick of it. And so then I was like, okay, what has worked before? Because I don't know if you, you know, agree with me when it comes to this, but right now with social media is like powerful as it is in everybody's life and how many platforms are out there and how many people sharing advice that it can get very confusing and overwhelming because you hear this and that's going to be really good for you for weight loss. Then you hear this, but that's not good for you. And then you get, you know, onto another path and you're like, no, like that goes against everything that I've ever learned. So instead of a diet, I was like, no, I'm learning portions. Portions is my biggest weakness. And so I started using these little measuring cups that you're like, oh my gosh, I would starve if I had to use those. And then I started incorporating the whole foods and limiting the processed foods and the easy, you know, stuff to make out of a box to heat up in the microwave or the oven or, you know, just snacks that were easy go to, or, you know, even gas station food. Like I cannot tell you the last time I ate a gas, like a piece of gas station food, it makes me want to like throw up. (laughs) <laughs> because I ate it so much back then. Like really? I, it's just like the little things just started changing over and over. And I was like, okay, this is a new feeling. So I am, I started to embrace the little things. I started to celebrate the things that I was staying consistent in and no longer, you know, turning back to. And I think, I mean, I've never struggled with drugs, so I can't say, but I have a lot of close friends that have that have shared their journey. And I really truly think that addiction in any form is very similar because, you know, you, you have to learn, you have to relearn how to have a relationship with your own self to talk yourself in or out of a situation. And so I was finding myself being like, Oh, okay. You did so good this week. You can, you can have a pizza. You deserve it. And I was, and then I had to step back and be like, Whoa, but what is this going to do for me to help me move forward? And so I just got really mindset focused on nutrition. 
And I kept reminding myself, why do I keep leaving the containers when it's teaching me portions, it's teaching me how to eat whole foods, it provides recipes. Why have I ever veered off from that? So then I started really, you know, going into that and kind of focusing on nutrition more. Um, but I would say that that, that right there is what like mentally changed for me of like, you can't go out, do all the work. You, no, let me rephrase that. You can go out, do all the work you just put in, in your workout and the hard sweat and the, you know, sore muscles. You can go out and do that all in the kitchen. Yep. And I was starting to realize that I was using food to feel my emotions. And that is the moment when I was like, okay, this isn't just a physical journey. This is a mental journey too. I need to start working on my mindset because I am a very persuasive person. So I can, I can talk myself into anything and I can talk myself right back out of it, but it <laughs> takes a lot of like mindset yeah. work to like get out of that constant circle, you know, that we're in or that we tend to get in, I should say. And now I know everybody's journey is different. So I'm just, I'm just trying to share mine. And I just, that's kind of what I share on social media too. Um, but the, when I started working on my mental mindset, that's when things really started to change. And trust me, I'm not anywhere near where I want to be, but it's been really helpful to open up my mind and be like, you know what, this is why this happened before, or, oh my gosh, I make sense of why I always turn to food when I felt this type of emptiness, um, and filling my mind with personal development and listening to podcasts, because I find listening to other people's stories, it inspires me because I'm like, if they went through that, I can show up and go through this. Or, you know, if I've been through what I've been through before, and I'm still showing up, then I can give someone else that hope too, being like, you know what, you have, you have what it takes in you to do it too. So I know I totally got off topic there, but I will let you step no. in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely on topic. Uh, it's actually similar for me as well. Uh, for mine, I, um, you know, got up to a point where I, I, uh, I, and I say it on the cast, like, uh, I got up to 400 pounds was, was my, my max out weight. And that was a, that's just a, you know, a little too much for me. Um, so what I started doing was I knew I could not accomplish anything. I've had so many failed exercise routines and diets. And um, I, up until about, I was about um, maybe 26 or so, I was in incredible shape. Like I was really, really fit. Um, but then I got hurt. Um, I, I hurt my back. I hurt my spine a bit. And then I tore my pectoral muscle while I was in the gym lifting too much weight. And then I just started um, eating. Uh, or I kept the same diet, but I just, I lost all the exercise and it just snowballed from there. And then once I was out of the routine of going into the gym, I just never went back. Um, so then I put, put on a, a bunch of weight, but um, I knew over the years I had made so many declarations of, okay, I'm going to do this and do that. And, uh, do this one specific workout and I'm only gonna eat this amount of food, but then they would always fall apart after a day or two. Like my juice cleanse mm -hmm. lasted a day and a half. It was sad. Like I just started saying, okay, I'll also have juice with whatever I'm eating. I'm grilling a steak tonight. So that's just what I'm gonna do. Um, so I just made incremental changes, baby steps. I call them baby steps. <laughs> People can call them whatever they want. Steve calls them baby steps. Uh, first baby step 
it was um, approaching Lent in 2020. Yes, 2020, so last year. Um, for 40 days, I said, okay, no bad lunches. All my lunches have to be healthy. Nothing else in my diet or my exercise has to change, but I will not have a double cheeseburger or a Philly cheesesteak or French fries or do whatever because I, I go into an office every day. Um, it's in a populated area with many little diners, drive-ins and dives all around mm -hmm. it. And you can always walk and get a quick meal. And that's what I would do. I would go eat greasy food because my job is, you know, mentally taxing. I'm like, you deserve it. You would deserve a good lunch. And then you'd eat yeah. an unhealthy thing. And then by the time, time dinner rolls around, oh, that was an exhausting day. You did a lot of work. You deserve a good dinner. You deserve that, uh, the, the Tillamook ice cream that I absolutely love. It's, it's just so good. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing is if you're eating it like you want to, it only lasts three nights. Then you got to buy a whole nother freaking container. Um, so started out baby steps healthy lunches, 40 mm -hmm. days. And literally that one change, that one easy, honestly, it's an easy change. Just to say, you can have whatever you want for dinner, but have a healthy lunch. Okay, fine. I won't have the cheeseburger. I will have a, you know, maybe not a salad, but uh, at least something I cooked at home that is a little bit healthier than what I picked up at uh, the Brothers Cafe next door and the, the French right. and all that. So just little baby steps that kind of gradually snowballed and kept going. And I, for sure. Also, what you were saying about, um, you know, you have to kind of be okay with what, what, what is um, the decisions that you make. I always phrase it for me is, what will tomorrow morning Steve think? Will he feel bad because you had dinner number two um, from the pizza place that's down to literally less than a block away? Will he feel bad about that? And will you not sleep well? Or will it be something that you'll enjoy the next morning? Like if it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 1 a.m., however late I'm up. And I'm like, I could really go for some X, Y, or Z right now. And I would, I, I would have eaten last night. I, I was really tempted to eat last night, but I'm like, no, I think tomorrow morning, I know I have to get up. I know I have to do some stuff. And uh, tomorrow morning, Steve will not be very happy about it. Mm -hmm. so. I absolutely love that you said that because everyone, you know, has their own things that work for them, but I could not agree with you more. And when you were saying this, it kind of brought me back to like certain places in, you know, my journey just over the last five years that kind of has made me think. And I love your approach about baby steps, you know, on, you know, when a new month comes around or even a new year, like new years are probably where I notice this the most in my, in my time, um, or my journey is, the feeling of being overwhelmed because I'm the type of person when I'm overwhelmed, I'm going to shut down and I'm not going to do any of it. So if yeah. I, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you have too much to do. So you just sit on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. Because you don't know where to start. And yeah. so on Sundays I would be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go for a three mile walk. I'm going to do a workout. I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to drink, you know, a hundred ounces of water. I'm going to do all these things. And I woke up and I didn't, I missed one of those steps or whatever that I gave myself. And yep. I'm just and like, you know what, that's screw it. it. That's I'll it. just do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'll just do it tomorrow. <laughs> and I started noticing that <laughs> yep. that comment would, that would sit with me and like, oh my gosh, I'll just do this tomorrow. Okay, great. It's well, okay. how many tomorrows, you know, like how many tomorrows in, in all seriousness, it's like, it was, and you know, we were joking about like coming back to my journey, it was like, but how many more tomorrows am I going to get? Right. 
you know? And so I was like, but what can I do right now? And it was the same as you. When I was working in the salon, I started just packing my lunch. Mm -hmm. I started meal prepping. I started bringing healthier snacks than just going, you know, out to lunch with the other girls in fear of missing out. I, you know, would keep the salon open during, you know, my lunch break or whatever. So people could come in and tan or I can, you know, schedule more appointments because I started bringing my food. Mm -hmm. Um, I started to skip, you know, after I started that and it became, you know, a constant, like it wasn't a battle anymore. I should say it was like, my mindset was made up. No, you're bringing your lunch. And then eventually it turned into, okay, you don't need a coffee every single morning. Not only do you, are you spending $6 a day, you know, you're also drinking a lot of sugar and calories. Like that's Mm -hmm. not helping you. So then it would be like, okay, you know what? On days where I have eight hours of appointments at the salon, then I'll go get a coffee. Or, you know, I, I made it to doing it three times a week instead of every day. So it's like little baby steps. And I'm so glad that you brought this up because I don't know if I would have, um, of just not overwhelming yourself. Because if you have a whole list, like if you say on a Sunday, tomorrow I need to do the laundry, fold the laundry, take the dog to the vet, wash my car, clean out the garage, fold this stuff, drink water, eat healthy, walk, like all these things. What would make you want to start? It's just too much. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I actually talked about this uh, just the other day uh, and I've talked about it with a couple of people be like, when I, this is something that my mom told me to do way back, way back when I was a kid, my mom has a couple pearls of wisdom that she's just been dropping gradually through or not just persistently, I guess, throughout my life. And one of them was, is Steve, you got to make a to-do list. You have a lot to do, make a to-do list. But then also on the to-do list, write a couple of things you've already done, cross them off, make you feel good, get some yes. momentum, get your yes. inertia. And also uh, like, let's say, here's what I do. I do this at work every day. I can't do my job without this is I have to write down everything that I have to do because I have a very organizational um, follow the process, follow the steps sort of job. Mm-hmm. where uh, there to get from point A to point B, I have to do 100, 150 things, however many things it is. But there are, a co- there are things that take a lot of time and there are things that take a little amount of time. And you can go ahead and cross off those little things, be like, okay, I can take the next hour, next concentrated hour and cross off six things. And then you're like, okay, now I only have that big thing left. And you're like, okay, it's only one more thing though. So I can just go ahead and knock that out. So that, yeah. that's kind of one of the things that I do as well is uh, just you know, it absolutely, I feel overwhelmed when I start making these lists, but if I can start knocking a couple of them out really quick, once I get to those bigger things, I can prepare myself and be like, okay, it's just one more thing. It's just two more things. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think a lot, whether you're on a weight loss journey or not, I think a, a lot of people can relate to the feeling of overwhelmed and just kind of shutting down and just having so much to do, you feel like you don't have enough time to take care of you or to go to the gym for 30 minutes or to walk outside. You know, when do you get home from work? Like mentally it's exhausting. And then physically it's a whole nother level because you're probably burnt out. So that's where celebrating the small things, um, you know, in, in my journey, celebrating the small wins, like, Oh, you got up this morning before your alarm and you worked out and you showered and you're ready for the day before 10 AM. Good for you. Because I'm the type of person that used to like, you know, push it off my workout until midnight. Like I knew I had to get it done 
but I would push it off. And then at midnight or 1230 in the morning, or even one in the morning, I was like, I'm not even able to give this my full effort and attention and focus Mm -hmm. because I'm exhausted. So why don't I just start my day with it? I mean, it just depends on everybody's life and situation, what works best for you. But it was, um, just starting to just show up for myself. Like I would show up for my best friend or I would show up for a family member or, you know, show up for my social media. It was like, no, you need to show up and do the best that you can do. And guess what? If that list didn't get completed today, fine. But did you do the things that are helping you mentally, physically, and emotionally? Because those are like my top three things. I'm, you know, spiritually and financially, of course, are always in that. But as far as my journey, like, yes, it's about weight loss, but it's also about taking care of me and doing the things I know that makes me feel good. And those daily things now have become, you know, my daily devotions I do in the morning, I have a motivational card, I share my stories every day. I've been, you know, reading a chapter of the Bible every single day, um, within each, you know, chapter of the book. And I know that before I go to bed at night, I am going to fill my mind with, um, you know, my devotions, like some sort of positivity, personal development type of thing. I know my workout's going to be done. And I know that a majority of the food that I put in my mouth is going to be on plan, on point and making me feel better. Right. And kind of going back to what you were saying too, of like, you know, the lunches or when you wanted to eat late or whatever, I still notice to this day that I have to remind myself, no, you don't need that extra bite. You don't need that extra, um, you know, Powerade just because it's cold. You don't need to add that extra piece of bread just because it's more comfort food and it will make you feel good for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Because I, that regret sets in. When you know you're working hard on something, you are always going to feel a type of way knowing that you let yourself down. And it's up to you Uh, Well, I guess I should say, I'm not talking at you guys. I'm just, I'm talking with you. I'm trying to, and just kind of share my story. So it's up to us to make it a point to be like, okay, are we going to dwell on this moment where we messed up or didn't get our list done or, you know, didn't take a new step today, or are we going to accept what we did, acknowledge what it was for and just try to do better tomorrow? Because guess what? It shouldn't be a race or it shouldn't be a competition with anyone but yourself. As long as you're staying, moving forward and not taking steps back every single day, I mean, we're all going to take steps back, but don't let that like derail your progress because you're still showing up and doing the work and not every day is going to be good. Just not just like every day is not going to be bad. Just kind of have to take like that mentality and just use that for your strength when you want to give up or when you want to fall back into old patterns or when you feel weak. So yeah, yeah, I absolutely. I, I am curious one thing, um, and I had this written down in my notes. Uh, when you do go on a weight loss journey or fitness, mental mental health, anything mm-hmm. like that, like it's very internal. You know, you need a community, yes. You need people supporting you, yes. But also, if you're not doing it internally and you're not doing the work inside your own head, it's not going to work out for you. It's like somebody who's trying to get sober or off drugs or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, if you're in rehab but you're not in rehab mentally, and you're still looking to go out and score or do whatever it is, you're going to relapse. So you have to change your mindset. But so I guess my question is like, what role, um, you say you read the Bible every morning and you have your morning devotional and and I've Mm -hmm. looked at those. 
um, what role has your faith kind of played into your overall journey? Because, well, yes, that is the question, but also tying into that um, on your on your Instagram, it's, uh, you know, the, the first thing you see is like aunt, believer, 100, 100 pound milestone club, pancreatic, cancer advocate, self-love, confidence, weight loss. It's a lifelong journey. Showcase is not all about you. Um, believer is number two on the list. So it's obviously extremely important to you. And uh, does it uh, affect your mentality moving forward through this process? I, so I was born and raised in a church. I mean, I spent a lot of time um, in my childhood at church and it's just, my faith has always been something that has been a part of my life. Um, when my dad passed away, that definitely, my relationship with God definitely, uh, was like non-existent. I was just so angry and I was so upset. And in that year when I wasn't, you know, filling my time or giving, you know, time to give myself with the Lord every single day, I noticed that I was not living. I literally felt like I was just surviving and mm -hmm. I had, I had lost my smile. I have lost happiness. I was, I was holding on to so much anger and so much regret in that year. I could not tell you one thing that happened. And I have a really great long-term memory. I can tell you <laughs> what clothes I was wearing seven years ago on this day, okay. but short-term is a different story. Um, but no, it was, it was that year. And I, I remember, I mean, the only thing that I remember is like going to work, waking up, you know, barely being able to, I remember not even being able to put on my shoes and like tie my shoes because my back hurt so bad because of the extra weight that I had just, you know, put on in such a short amount of time. And I wasn't, I just wasn't living. And I know now, you know, my faith is obviously way different than it was 10 years ago or five years ago, but I truly believe that I would not be where I am without having the relationship I do um, with the Lord. And it is something super important to me. It's something that I will never lose sight of because I know he did not give me the things that I've been through in my life to not have, to not give me a bigger purpose. Right. We, like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And, and everything's I, a lesson, no matter if you disagree with it or not. Yeah, I and I really do. And I'm like, you know, I was just talking to my boyfriend yesterday. We were talking about credit, you know, like just normal people's credit and numbers and how they go up and down. And he was like, wow, you're really smart when it comes to like stuff. And I was like, you would not believe that I would be so, you know, a struggle with my weight for so long if or with how much nutrition I have or nutrition, how much knowledge I have with nutrition and how much knowledge I have with finances, like, but yet I'm still struggling with debt, paying off school. So it's like, mm. it goes hand in hand, but I truly believe that all the things that I have dealt with in my life, because, you know, people, a lot of people play the comparison game and I can talk about that in a minute too. Um, but a lot of people play the comparison game and they're like, well, if you went through this, then I can show up and do this, you know, because I haven't been through something like that. But I really, truly believe that that God has given me the struggles that I have and have had for my entire life because I'm going to come out of it on a, and a, I'm going to come out of it. I'm going to become a stronger person because of it. My faith is going to be stronger because of it. I can see myself, you know 
talking on a stage to thousands of people and just sharing my story to encourage hope. You know, I don't, I, I guess for me, I don't play the pity part of like, oh, well, this happened to me or I've struggled with weight my whole life. So it's always going to be like that because I had that mentality for so long, but I saw that that didn't get me anywhere. So it was like an internal shift, kind of like what you were talking about internally. Of I, one of my favorite verses is I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me, who strengthens me. And I just keep that in the back of my mind. Like I'm still here. I have my health. You know, I, I'm not on any medication. I can, you know, use my physical body to, you know, bring me through each workout. And, you know, a lot of people can judge or have their own, you know, personal view of like, oh, wow. Like she, you know, she really needs to lose weight, but they don't know anything that I've been through or that I lost 150 pounds already. Or, you know, it's like, it's the judgment, but at the end of the day, coming back to my faith, people can have their opinion they can judge you, but usually people who are judging you, it's a reflection on them and not you. And I know that at the end of the day, the only person who can judge me is God. Yeah. And he gives me the strength to keep going. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no. I kind of got off a little bit there. Yeah. I'm just curious about your, your, uh, how you interpret, interpret or how you incorporate, uh, faith in, into this journey that you have. Uh, yeah, so definitely um, forget about the haters. So I guess kind of shifting topics here. Um, I know you'd said you um, didn't want to play the comparison game. Oh, somebody did that or, oh, if they did that, I can definitely do this. And that um, plays a part into how individual a journey it is, even though you're a part of community, it's an individual journey. Um, have there ever been any, t- any times where you have got way too caught up in trying to compare yourself to others or trying to do what they do? And if it's gone well or gone poorly, or if you just had to kind of shrug it off and make sure that you're just playing your own, or, you know, just adhering to your own system of rules. Yeah. Um, kind of all of that. So I, when I talk about the comparison game, like I remember, you know, when I first started my journey or even a couple of years into my journey, I would play the comparison game. You know, I was all about like, I love the biggest loser because I saw people who were like me, mm-hmm. you know, and I saw what they could overcome. And I'm like, if I could just get on that show, I would change. <laughs> if I could just be in their shoes, I'd be able to make this happen. If I but, could just have that. Don't I they have that do dessert it. room though? Oh my gosh. I like, feel like I, I would just, I would go on there and be like, I would go in with the mentality of like, I get a really good dessert room for a day. Yeah. <laughs> I would just, if I could just have a trainer, if I just knew what to do at the gym, like this person, and I got caught. So I got caught up with the comparison game so much that it did. It literally like changed my mentality that I have for myself of I'm, I can't do what they do. I will never be able to do what they did because I will never have what they had. And it, I was going to say this earlier too, is uh, for so long, I was like, oh, like, okay. So when I first started, um, you know, one of Beachbody's programs, my sister did it with me and we were, she was all about it for the first like five or six days. And we were doing, we were going strong. And then she stopped working out. She's like, I'm not going to do it today. And I'm like, well, fine. If you're not going to do it, then I'm not going to do it. But it took me a long time to realize that nobody can show up and do the work for me. Yeah comparison or not, you know, 
numbers or not, if the, if you can relate to somebody, cause you wear the same size jeans, your body may be looked, your body may look totally different than that person and probably will. But I had to realize that it wasn't about anyone else except me. So what was I going to do to change? And that's when I started pushing all the comparison things that I used to do aside and focused on me. I started posting what I wanted to post. I started sharing the things that I wanted to share. All the things that I do daily right now are all because I decided to share them, not because I went after I saw somebody else and was like, oh, I want to do that too. Yes, you can get ideas and you can, you know, want the same type of schedule or program or whatever, but you have to make it your own. And once you make it your own, your focus should change into what's going to help you best accomplish your goals and what's going to help you push every day. And um, a question I get a lot is, well, what was your starting weight and where are you currently at now? And from the beginning, I think out of embarrassment, you know, I never shared my highest goal, my highest weight, never shared my lowest weight. And at first it was about embarrassment. And then the longer I, you know, kept hearing that question and the way I would respond, I kind of took a step back and I was like, you know, I think it's because I played that game. I saw somebody on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, an ad on a commercial or a story. And I'm just like, wow, they're not even like me. So how can I use them as an inspiration? Because they don't even weigh as much as I did. Mm -hmm. Or wow, they did that, but they weighed so much more than me. And the reason why I don't like to focus on a number, yes, let me just put this in there. Yes, it's important because the scale is one way to measure progress. So I do, um, you know, keep up on that and I do, you know, weigh myself and stuff, but I, I choose not to share it because I know I'm different. A lot of people who are, you know, who struggle with weight cannot physically do a lot of different types of moves or workouts or whatever. And I'm proof of that. You can go to my page and you can see me from the beginning, just modifying or trying to find a move that actually works for me. But I don't want somebody to come to my page and be like, you know what? I weigh less than her and I can't even do that. And somebody actually just commented on my workout video the other day, I'm, I'm using a step for my program. And she said, wow, I can't even go up the stairs without getting winded you go girl. Cause I can't like, I can't do that. So I think a lot of people internalize, Oh, they look at somebody else like, Oh, well she can do that, but she weighs more than me. And they get discouraged. I'm not here to spread negativity or discouragement on anyone or anybody's journey. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help them push, inspire them, trying to help them understand that they do have what it takes inside of them to just keep going when they feel like giving up because I'm there all the time, I still get to that place. But it's that fire inside of me. And that motivation that I have And one of them is my dad, like, he had life that was denied to him. And I know that I'm here. And I was literally like, wasting my life because I could not get control over my food, what I was what I was putting into my body, and I couldn't get out of the mindset of this is how I'm always going to be. And I couldn't get out of the mindset of, well, nobody understands because nobody's been in my shoes before. I was playing almost like the victim. Like I was doing it to myself, but I was also finding excuses and reasons of why I was like this because I've had to explain it to people my whole life. 
you know? And so once I started breaking down like those barriers and things that kept, kept me more comfortable in quotations, you know, comfortable inside, I started breaking down those excuses that I created for myself for so long. And once I broke that, the rhythm of excuses, I didn't let comparison come creep in anymore because I knew that this was my journey and I knew the things I needed to work on to become healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. I think people become really obsessed with like the number on the scale. And I, I don't think it's a, it's a good barometer of success. You right. Know? A lot of people don't realize, like when, if you're getting into the gym, whether you're overweight or underweight or whatever it is, like, and they're like, oh, I've been to the gym every day for a month and a half and I haven't lost any weight or whatever it is. Uh, they don't realize all the things that go into any sort of exactly. change in your body. Like you'll be building muscle. Muscle weighs more than fat. Maybe you're building muscle. Maybe it takes your body longer to respond. Maybe it, whatever the, the factors are, maybe you have specific hormones that you're going through you right now that help make you retain water, maybe whatever it is. And uh, it's just, it's how you feel and how your body functions. Like if you're, you know, feeling good and you can do the things that make you happy, then I think that is more of an effective barometer of success. Like you said earlier, like the, the tying your shoes, uh, you know, it became a, a struggle, right? I mean, there, there's a reason I still have slip on shoes for, that I wear to work. Uh, you know, they're nice shoes because they're work right. shoes, but it's still, it, it allows me not to have to bend down and, and tie my shoes. And like, you know, had a lot of problems like putting on socks and taking care of like some of the littler things that a lot of people don't realize are, right. uh, are struggles. If, if you're, if you're, um, you know, uh, just a bit larger. So I, I think it's a, it's a really right. where, um, I mean, I, when my brother told me, this is just from, from Scott, um, I, I did have to come to grips with the number on my scale just because I, I thought that was kind of a way, like it, it, for me, it was a starting point. And it, for me, it makes mm -hmm. it uh, more relatable for, at least for, for how I tell my story, I guess. Uh, it just kind of gives, a, gives yeah. a baseline of, okay, this is where I was, this is where I'm going, all that. Um, and a lot of it goes into that, but that's just kind of where, where I started from. And like you, I, I've, you know, I did not say anything. I still haven't told, you know, this show is the first time where I've really started telling people until I had my first episode released, I didn't tell, tell a soul, mm -hmm. not one person right? Um, for years. Yep. Like they would, like my Same. parents, my parents would always say, oh, so, you know, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you, <laughs> like, you can hate me all you want. And they're like, no, I'm your parent. You have to tell me, I'm not going to tell you. What are you going to do? I'm a man. Like, you know, I'm 30 some years old. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, I, cause I don't have to. Right. Um, but then Scott said, um, Scott was asking me, I'm like, okay, what, what, what were you up to? I'm like, I don't want to tell you. He's like, man, you, if you're keeping that internally, you're giving the number power and you can't have the number have power over you. And yep. that, that's what stuck with yep. me. And it, it didn't change my mind or anything. It still hasn't changed my mind, but I'm like, you know, I think there is some truth to that of as long yeah. as you can, cause I didn't want to admit it to myself, you know? Yeah, one of those exactly. things where I, I'm just like, okay, I'm this, but I'm not really that. Like, I, I don't look like that. I, I don't feel that like that. I still feel just because mm -hmm. I was, a, you know, a, 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 an athlete for so long, I still feel kind of like the athlete, except for 
I can't do as much, but you know, you gotta, you, those are the mental gymnastics that you put yourself through. Yeah, that, definitely. That's just, uh, I, you like totally took the words out of my mouth. Like you explained that so perfectly that I don't even have anything to add to that. I mean, honestly, like, and that's the thing is a lot of people, and here's the thing is whether you're on a weight loss journey or not, I mean, yes, that's kind of the focus of this podcast, but whether you're on a weight loss journey or you're in maintenance or whatever, you, you all, we all understand that like, it's a forever thing. You can't just get to, you know, where you want to go, stop. There's always more work to be put in. You're still going to have to show up day in and day out. And it's up to you. It's up to all of us and our own selves to keep our focus on what we're wanting. You know, and I back to like not even being able to put on my shoes, like it it breaks my heart. Somebody asked me that the other day. They're like, you know, I've struggled with my weight. What's like the biggest change you've noticed? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, now I could put my shoes on standing up. I could put my <laughs> shoes on sitting down on the couch. I could put my shoes on in the car. Like, I don't care where I am, I could put my shoes on. And it's the little things. Yep, yep, and I yep. think for so long, I I was handicapping myself and I was 20. I mean at that point, like you're just kind of starting your life. And mm -hmm. I felt like mine wasn't going anywhere. And I'm, and that was hard for me because I am an outgoing person. I like bright. I like fun colors. I like going outside. I like adventures. I like doing all these things. <laughs> you're a pastel girl. Yeah. Like, like, but I, I felt like all I could see was just black and white. And I couldn't figure out how to get myself out of that dark place to the place I wanted to be in. And now it's like, you know, that quote that you read, like, remember the things you used to pray for, you know, that you have now, or remember the things that you, you know, wanted so long to where you are now. It's like, I'm so grateful for those struggles. I'm so grateful to experience the hard because it makes me so much more grateful for the things I can do now. I mean, just a simple thing, like the other day, um, you know, like the stretch where you put your arm, like you put your arm behind your neck and you grab on with your other like shoulder type of thing, like to yeah. your other elbow. Yeah. I could never do that stretch because I literally felt like I was suffocating myself. My arms wouldn't reach my back. It was pushing up my neck and all my chins. It was pushing my chest into my neck. And I just, I couldn't do it. And I remember in that moment when I wasn't able to do it, I would always dread that stretch. So I always had to do something else, but I was like, someday I'm going to be able to do this and it's going to feel so good. And so slowly, but surely, you know, I would get closer and closer and now I can reach my hand in the middle of my back and pull my elbow all the way over and actually feel a stretch. And I'm like, I remember not being able to do this before. And I feel so proud. I don't shame my myself. I don't talk myself down. I don't tell myself what a piece of crap I am. Cause I let myself get there, but it was stepping up where I was acknowledging what I wanted, accepting, you know, what it was and just moving forward. And now I'm like, I can do that stretch. No problem. And it gives me encouragement and it gives me excitement to keep trying things that I have never been able to do, or, you know, in that that period of my life where a lot of things kind of crashed down and came down, it gives me hope to keep trying and not to give up. Um, especially on those things that I did for so long. I'm like, Oh, I can't do that, you know, because 
of my weight, or I don't want to do that because of my weight or whatever. So it's really all about breaking down those barriers for me um, and my journey, being able to just continue to keep pushing and not playing the victim card. Absolutely. Uh, The biggest differences for me, I have two big differences of what, what I could not do before versus what I do now. One of them is kind of gross. The first one is anytime I had to bend down or get on the floor, like I, I gave the example one time of um, I dropped my remote control for my TV and the battery uh, in, the, in the back of it exploded and the batteries went everywhere. And one of the batteries went under the couch. And I thought, and, and this is what I did is just like, well, I'm going to get some new batteries because I'm not going to bend down and reach all the way under the couch and be on my knees and have all that on my hardwood floor. And, Cause it hurt. First off, it hurts. Second off, I can't really get up very well. So I got new batteries but now I can get the batteries and I'm very excited about it. Uh, and the other one is, <laughs> oh yeah. and this is just me specific. Uh, just like if you're in the bathroom and you have to like clean yourself. Um, I don't know if this happens to other people, but I would have intense cramps in my back because of how far I had to stretch my arm. Like my back would lock up. I'd be in like you know, a stall somewhere and I would be doubled over in pain. And that's uh, it, just, it, it's, gross and i am i so glad i don't have to experience that anymore but it, that was the absolute worst that somebody would never ever think of unless they've been in that very specific circumstance but it's those for me at least it's those little memories that pop into my head that when i don't have the motivation to keep going it's like but you need to keep going because you don't want to be back in that place yeah you know and to be back in that place would mean to accept all the other things that you've worked so hard to, to pull yourself out of. And that's heartbreaking, at least for me. It's like, I, I don't ever want to not be able to bend over and tie my shoes ever again. I don't ever want to ask anyone to, you know, go fill my water bottle because I really was in pain and I didn't want to get up from the couch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like those little things that help you remember remember that you don't want to be back in that place and that you are strong enough to keep going when you feel like you can't. And actually I made a post earlier today because my, my trainer in my workouts this week, she was like, your mind will give up way before your physical body gets up. So play, play mental games with yourself, talk yourself into it, tell yourself you're going to keep pushing because your body will keep going. It's your mind that gives up first. And that just really inspired me. I'm like, you know what? She's so right. Like, I love it because when you're tired, when I think as a society, when we're, we've learned that when you're tired, it's okay to rest. But when does that become an actual, you know, like, oh, you rest when you're tired, but are you going to give into that feeling and not push yourself? Or are you going to just kind of stay lax because you're tired and you don't want to, um, you're going to, you know, not, you're not going to push like you would if you were in a different mindset. I don't know if that makes sense. I didn't, that wasn't a very good analogy, but. No, I, um, I think it's very, it's very. Apt. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad that you got it. I'm like, I don't know if that makes sense. Sometimes yeah, you got to. Yeah, you can take the rest and you can do all that. But at what point it, it, are you just shooting yourself in the foot? At what point do you have to push past? the creature comforts of right now into making tomorrow morning, Steve or tomorrow morning, Jamie happy. Like exactly. what are you going to regret for tomorrow? My dad yeah. has a saying when I was talking to him, 
uh, a few months back. He said, I now live my life of the past of least regrets is, will I regret this later if I do or don't do this thing? And then if I think I will, I'll do or don't do that thing. So I'm like, that's, that's a pretty good way to look at it. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty binary, you know, it's like yes or no. And that's the right answer. But the, the question is, will I regret this later? Yes or no. And if the question is yes, then, you know, you got to do it. Right. And that's another thing is, you know, guess what guys, we're all human. Like it's, we want ice cream. That Tillamook ice cream is so delicious. I'm lactose intolerant. And so I will make oh, no. myself sick because I want ice cream. Sometimes. But now I don't need like the whole bowl. I can have a few bites and get that satisfaction and kind of step back and be like, you know what? That was perfect. I don't need any more just because it's right in front of me. Yeah. Same thing with like a cookie or, you know, um, a cheeseburger, like whatever it is. Like <clears throat> one of the biggest tips that I learned kind of coming back to that regret. I know I'm turning this into food, but it's just one of the feelings that popped up. I like that about food. If you, you know, want a chocolate chip cookie, don't go to the store and buy a 24 pack of cookies. Go to a bakery and get one or two cookies and eat them there and don't bring them into your house because if they're there and you see them, you're going to tell yourself it's okay or you want them. But that that feeling of want is not going to be there if you don't you know, bring it into where you see it all the time. And you're not going to want it if you're going to feel satisfied. So if you go get that cookie at the bakery and you eat it, you're not going to go home feeling unsatisfied or that you couldn't, you know, have a cookie. You had one cookie. It's not going to derail your progress. Just like one salad's not going to help your progress. Like you have to get into the mindset of, but do I need this or do I want this? And if you just want it, then try the three bite rule. I don't know what it is. It's like one for satisfaction, one for your palate or something else. But like my coach told me this. And now I think about that. Like when, you know, we go get ice cream or something, I order small and I make sure I only eat half and I put the rest in the freezer for another night or divide it into three different days. You know, I, it, because it, the, the amount of food is what got me to where I am when it comes to portions. And now I have enough self-control to know that I'm just, if I want ice cream, I'm going to have it and not force myself not to, because that's when I turn to the bigger portions later down the road. When I tell myself I can't have something and then that feeling never goes away, then I'm just going to totally binge out on ice cream or pizza or whatever that thing is. And I think that that's super relatable, at least for me not only with food, but with other things in my life, with working out. If I tell myself I don't want to work out today, then I'm like, well, I'm going to have a double to do tomorrow. And when I start that first workout, I'm going to be dreading that entire workout because I know I have another one to do right after that. You know, so it's like, you can really, I use that same mentality when it comes to like that regret. Are you going to regret this or not? Like, I love what your dad said, because for me, that makes so much sense. Like, Am I going to regret, you know, not folding those clothes that I put on my bed this morning when I want to go lay down tonight? Cause I know I'm going to have to throw those clean clothes on the floor. No, like you, you have to decide what's going to be important to you. You have to, and, and guess what? Because we all have to deal with the consequences mm-hmm. and we're all going to, you know, have that feeling of, I could have done better, but I chose not to do this instead of that. It's like, baby, 
back to the baby steps, baby, baby steps. steps. What can you do to make sure you don't put yourself in that place of resentment and hurt and regret? Absolutely. Jamie, I got to say, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's been really fun. I just, I get so passionate about this stuff. Oh, you, I, I you, love it. This is a podcast. You can't see her on video right now. There's literal steam coming out of her ears. <laughs> she, she is on, she literally pulled out a soapbox and got onto it. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I mean, just thank you so much for um, coming on and just being you, just talking about uh, everything that you've been through and what you find to be the most encouraging things, because uh, just, I guess, circling back to what we talked about at the beginning, it's like, uh, you know, it's an underrepresented population of people who are in the progress, right? Yeah. Now. You know, it's, it's, I think you said it's, it, it's the hard work yeah. that makes it, <laughs> it's, so it's the hard that makes it good. Um, yeah. I 100% agree. But um, so if people want to follow your story, where do they go? So I am on Instagram and Facebook. I don't have any other platforms. Like, I mean, I do, but I don't use them. So Instagram, Facebook are my places. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Jamie underscore Stu, but my name is spelled differently. So it's at J-A-I-M-E-E underscore S-U-E. Um, and on Facebook, um, my fitness page, I post the same content on both because some people, you know, have one or the other. Um, my fitness pages don't be lame, get fit with Jane, J-A-I-N. So <laughs> I love it. I, I have wanted to change it. My sister came up with it and I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. Someday I'll probably revamp my page, but right now I'm still focused on my journey. I don't, I'm not creative when it comes to graphics. I just, I share, I show up right out of bed on my stories with my hair everywhere, no makeup on, like whatever, because it's all about sharing all the things, not just the highlight reel. And I really, truly believe in that. So that's where you can find me if you want. Um, but I'm so glad that you had me on today. I love this. This is like being a part of podcasts and having conversations, even with somebody that I don't know, like, I feel like I know you because we can relate on so many things. And I yeah. can tell you, I can't even tell you how many times your brother brought you up in conversation of <laughs> in, in a good way in like a healthy way you yeah. know and I knew that you inspired him on his journey I'm sure he inspired you on your journey and I just love being able to see that because <clears throat> I'm now seeing that in my own family with my nephew and my niece and my sisters and it's just really cool that even if nobody else in your family wants the same as you or needs to do the same as you or has a different focus you know than you you're still able to show up and motivate them in a way that pertains to them. So I love that this has come full circle. <laughs> well, thank you. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Scott is just, just a joy. Uh, you know, we, we're actually very similar, close in age. We're maybe 16 months apart. So we grew up um, oh, wow. always competing. Like we, we, we had, uh, we definitely had our spats growing up, but now we're, we're pretty cool. Um, so he, he's, uh, I wouldn't yes. replace him for anything. So uh, thank <laughs> you for that. Um, yeah. So everybody uh, to follow Jamie, it's Jamie underscore Sue, J-A-I-M-E-E underscore S-U-E. Uh, follow that, please, you know, like, and subscribe this. This is the before picture. You can follow me on Instagram. That's at, uh, it, here's my clever little thing that I came up with at St. Mahone. That's S-T dot Mahone 
on Instagram and uh, you can follow me there. So thank you all very much. I really appreciate it, Jamie. Y'all have a great thank day. Thank you for having me.